tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All completely free thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Good afternoon. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV, where we are talking about Game of Crowns, specifically the episode Circus Display of Affection. And oh, was it ever a circus. With me is guest host Tammy Farrell. Tammy is joining because she is a pageant person herself. She was Miss Teen USA in 2003, and she actually lived in New York with myself and with Susie Castillo, who I'm normally with. You guys with. were my roommates. Got way we too much dirt on you guys. Yes, we did have cupcake fights and pillow fights and all sorts of girly things that you think are stereotypes and in sorority movies. Uh, and then she also went on to become Miss California. Uh, what year was that? 2009. 2009, and she took over, which many of you may remember, uh, Carrie Prejean and the whole debate about whether or not she agrees with or disagrees with homosexual marriage and was dethroned. Eventually, Tammy took over. So Yes, my master plan worked. <laughs> Genius. So we are going to just dive right into another week of craziness, um, and I think the title just speaks volumes, Circus Display of Affection. But we begin. First of all, what do you think overall? This is your first time really... This was my first time watching the yeah. show. And wow. Like, one, I was so impressed. No, I was really... I was a little bit traumatized. Um, I kind of feel like my brain exploded partway through. I'm sure the women are amazing and wonderful. But wow, that was yeah. a train wreck. And you know, I have to say, it's so fun for me. Because I've obviously known Tammy now for 10 years or more. And just to see her expressions, because we're sitting here watching the show together. And something happens, she's like, did she just say that? Oh my god. And it's fun watching someone else have that same shock. Yes, I mean, normally when we like get together to watch anything pageant, it's like a national pageant. We have mm-hmm. some wine, we hang out, we like talk about things. This was a whole new level. Like, mm-hmm. this is... A whole new level of adventure, I guess, in pageantry. Well, and something else that I want the viewers to know is that you now are getting into producing, and you and your husband have a company called Blue Canoe Productions. We do. And so from a production standpoint, overall, what is your feeling of this? Overall, from a production standpoint, those women are genius. Like, I wish I found them, because putting them all together, like, they were made for television. Like, Mm -hmm. you could not script that. They were made for it. They had so many just, them being themselves, hilarious sound bites, and obviously they're going to edit things and make more drama than there really is in those moments. But, like, I don't even think you need to do that much. Like, they are golden. They're, like, reality TV show, like, perfection. Right. And so that was a debate that we had going back um, when we had a guest host, Austin Ride on, because he was saying, well, these girls aren't really like that. And I do agree that editing has a lot. And the way they piece it together can make it look way more dramatic than what it is. However, 
they can't put words in your mouth. I think that when you're put on television, what it really does is it magnifies who you really are. And that's the truth behind it. Like, you can say, like, oh, I'm not a horrible person. Well, if it's coming across that you're, like, doing these horrible things and people are saying these things about you, you probably are putting that out into the world. Mm -hmm. You can only, like, edit so much. Mm -hmm. So I think that, and as a producer, we try to find things that there's a bit of truth. It's almost like those tabloids. Like, you go off of a bit of truth, and obviously you still want to sell, so you're going to expand on that truth. But there's still truth to what's being said. That's very true. So, And, you know, I I keep saying over and over that, you know, hopefully, like, the good that can come out of this is that, like you say, it is a bit of the truth. And so you're seeing your own life. It's just magnified. And so if there are any areas in your life that maybe you need help with or you need to examine, that this puts a big magnifying glass on it where you can take a step back and go, okay, there's areas that I maybe need to Well, yeah, sometimes just in life in general, like when you have a conversation with people, you might leave and be like, well, she was blowing this out of proportion, but for them, they're given the opportunity to now look back and see and be like, okay, I didn't realize this really hurt that person's feelings. Or like, you get a different, like a fly-on-the-wall perspective of what's Mm -hmm. happening in your life, and I think that could be good for everybody just to be able to see situations and then review it and be like, okay, like from an outsider's perspective, maybe I should have stepped back in the situation Mm -hmm. or maybe I should have been a bit more sensitive. Maybe I shouldn't have been so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I got to eat some drama (laughs) mean. Keep the drama at bay. All right, so let's get into the meat of the show. So where we left off last week was that Shelly was planning this really fun weekend with the girls in Newport. And she wanted it to be where all the girls could come together and actually get along. She actually tried to make all of them kind of talk ahead of time to bury any, um, any, any dirt on each other and just have fun and let their hair down. So... Unfortunately, it completely backfired on Shelly because Shelly has been so strong, so just rising above all the crazy waters that exist on this show. This was the first time that she broke because she was put in a difficult situation choosing between going to Vanessa's cancer walk and Lynn's wedding. So... What are your thoughts, first of all, just overall? Okay, of overall, her having I this? love Shelly. Like, she's my favorite of all of these women. Like, mm-hmm. she just seems hilarious, sweet, down to earth, and like she genuinely cares about everybody. So I think that that's great. But being put in that situation, one, Lynn, how many weddings do you need to have? Like, 15, apparently. That's, that's, this was insane. her 15th. I mean, I've been married and I'm still married, but my wedding was amazing and beautiful and I loved it. But like, I don't need to do that every year. Mm-hmm. And also, like, if you're renewing your vows, it's about you and your husband. Why do you need bridesmaids? Like, this is your moment. Very good point. So that's a little bit bizarre to me. And also, it showed like a flashback that she did say earlier, that Shelly did say earlier that she was asked to be a part of the breast cancer walk. So she did commit to that. And I think that she's trying to appease everybody and be very nice, which is something that I've done in the past. Like, I'd want to make everybody happy. I don't want to, like, hurt Mm -hmm. anyone's feelings. But I think that Lynn should have been a little bit more understanding. I think she got very dramatic over Mm -hmm. it. It was like the end of the world. Yeah. So that was a little bit intense. It really was. And... So I, I thought Shelly was – she made a valid point because she said that she was upset that Lynn wasn't gracious or supportive. Um, you know, Shelly could have just said, hey, look, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to Vanessa's event because I promised her first. But instead, she went and, and was very sweet with Lynn and was like, I'm really sorry. I did tell her I was going to do this. I thought your wedding was later. I thought I could do both. And Shelly – or Lynn just has a conniption. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting because she was on the phone with her husband. Her husband said, okay, well – We'll get through this. Like, it's going to take about three hours of replanning. And I'm thinking, replanning? Like, 
And I loved how Shelley said, look, I'll pay for the bouquet. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, she wouldn't be able to read the poem, but I'm sure someone else could. And I think, when, I know we're going to talk about this later, but the second poem, when it actually talked about her dad, was a little bit more powerful than the one about the butterflies. It gave a little bit more meaning to why that was important. Mm-hmm. So I think that she could have nixed that whole poem in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it's very sweet of Shelley to, like, be accommodating to try to make it work. But my favorite thing was that, what is her name? Uh, Lorianne? Mm-hmm. When she said that, I'm a big girl. I can make my own decisions. <laughs> like, she, like... Oh, that's I got, hilarious. like, what she was saying, and I was like, this is genius. I love her. This is hilarious. Like, that. she was like, I'm going to be tough. And then she, like, panicked a little halfway through it. Like, what am I saying? I do that, so I, <laughs> that's I get That's amazing. <laughs> well, so she ends up, um, you know, going through, obviously, the wedding and the walk are both happening. One thing that we've talked about before was that how a lot of our guests are saying that, you know, Lynn kind of plays the victim role mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, you know, and she was so devastated that Shelly couldn't be part of her wedding. Now, granted, I have never been married, so I really can't put myself in this boat. But I would imagine that your first time taking that walk down the aisle, if one of your best friends couldn't be there, it would be really hard. Uh, yeah. But you would be understanding, I would think, if, if it was something that was reasonable. However, if it's your 15th wedding, I just don't know if she should have reacted that much. And she says, you know, Lynn was reflecting back to the day that she first got married, mm-hmm. round one. And that when she was in the receiving line, people were coming up and giving her condolences about her father. And and that it left such a, a sad moment, so she wanted to recreate this happy memory. If that is the case, and your father passed away from cancer, and then you also had skin cancer, as she said, why not spend all of these tens of thousands of dollars that you're spending on the dress and spending on the gargoyles and everything else and all this hoopla, <laughs> Cirque du Soleil that you have going on, and donate that toward a charity for your father. Separate the two events. Maybe renew your vows in something sweet and simple and then have something well, or that the acknowledges first time your father. You, you recreated the memory. Like the first time you the first time you renew your vows. The fifteenth time, like I thought it was and, and I get, like, it's special for her. Like, I, it breaks my heart. Like, I still grieve over my grandmother, so I can't imagine, like, you know, losing a father, especially in such a intense moment in your life, like, such an exciting, supposed to be, like, happy time. So I do get kind of the psychological side of it of, like, why she wants to continue to, like, celebrate it in a good way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, her mom saw her, and it was, like, when my dad saw me for the first time on my wedding day, like, he's crying. I think by the 15th time, he'd be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> take the dress off. Like, go live your life. Why are we having another wedding? But, um... That's a good point. But don't you think that maybe she should, and this is what Susie and I were saying last week, maybe separate the two events. Maybe have a... If you want to renew your vows every year, um, that's fine. Do that, but have the memory of the father and the acknowledgement of him and the reading of the poems and setting the butterflies free in his memory. The butterflies that separate. attacked her, by the way. Yeah, the butterflies <laughs> didn't go over quite as planned, and and they're like ladybugs. Like one, cute, a bunch of them, creepy. Yeah, super like, creepy. Not as creepy as a gargoyle, but yeah. still creepy. But don't you think that she should maybe separate those two events, and that way she doesn't have the sadness and the sorrow that comes with the wedding. Well, I think that with renewing the vows, and everybody, it's to each their own, and I was never like a bridezilla. I was very, like, easygoing about the whole experience. But for me, my wedding was about me and my husband. Like, even though we had, like, hundreds of guests and I had this amazing dress and everything was, like, a dream wedding, the only thing we cared about was each other. Mm -hmm. So I think that, like, by the second, the third, the fourth, the 15th time, like, why do you need all of those people around? It should Mm -hmm. be a more intimate moment with you and your husband or you and your immediate family and just celebrate it. It shouldn't be about the whole ceremony because I think it's really just about the two of you. Yeah. Well, she did say that um, she thinks that it will cure her of her mourning. 
I think that therapy would cure her. I don't think another yeah. wedding. You know, I think if it's a grieving process, then that's something that should be addressed with somebody who can actually help her work through it because I don't think you need to have a wedding every so year right. to grieve your You know, it's kind of like having a wound and then just putting, like, concealer over it and masking the wound and not actually maybe going to a doctor, getting professional help and yeah. cleaning the wound out and getting rid of the gunk once and for all because... Like, at that point, you don't need makeup. You need Jesus. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, so Shelly is torn between the walk or the wedding. Obviously, Lynn is very distressed. And so Vanessa calls with this great solution. Like, hey, I'm helping you out. I'm just going to move it up so you can actually attend both. You just so have nice to be there at 5 a.m. 6.30 a.m. She had to be there at 6.30 a.m. But Mrs. America did get up at 4.30 to be there on time, which I was like, Shandy, if you called me, you were like, don't worry, I've got a solution. You just have to get up way earlier, walk, what, they showed like mile 25, like how yeah. many miles did they walk? No kidding. And then you can go to your wedding, like it all works out beautifully, don't worry. I would be like, thank you Talk for doing this about for me. an exhausting day. Poor thing. Well, she is such a good friend though to do both because I'm thinking of myself in that situation and I would be like, you know, I'm sorry, like, Either go with the first commitment or the prior, like, whatever's most important to that person. I, I It would be really hard to be like, yes, I will devote this whole day. But Shelly is an amazing friend. And I love, and I know that I've been, like, on Shelly's bandwagon this whole time. But I love <laughs> that she doesn't take herself too seriously. Oh, yeah. Because when, yeah, when faced with um, having to do both of these, she says... If anyone can make this work, I can make it work. I'm Mrs. America for crying out loud. I love that. That is amazing. <laughs> and she says it. She doesn't say it ser- like, oh, I'm Mrs. America. She says it like, like. Playful. And yeah. Like, like, I've got superhuman powers. I'm Which like a superhero. Which she does. She seems like such a good, like, genuine person. No wonder she was Mrs. America. Like, she's Amen. so, she seems she's so amazing. funny. Like, I want her to be my friend. Well, make and me then, muffins. speaking of good friends, also, Leah shows up. Yes. Which was just awesome because she had to drive an hour and 45 minutes and then there she is to support with that two cranky so kids. And, and first off, can I just say that I'm really jealous of Leah's kid. I always wanted a pony when I was growing up. So when she's sitting there with the ponies, I was like, oh my gosh, me and Leah could be friends now too. Yeah. We can go play with the ponies. Well, good. So you're you're citing a little bit more for the girls that seem to be a little bit more level-headed and maybe not as... I mean, I haven't seen the other episodes, so I can't mm-hmm. say, but from what I watched today, like those two I think I would connect a little bit more with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sweet, like you said, Leah to drive an hour and however long, forty-five to, minutes, hour and forty-five minutes to go support her friend and bring her kids. I have a toddler, and so if I was going to have to drive him that far, imagine having two kids that have like personalities that want to go do their own thing. Like she's a very good friend. Like that's very, very sweet. True. Very true. So Shelly bounces from there, then it has like an hour to run home, shower up, get changed, and then she shows up at the wedding, which we did talk a little bit about. But I just have to say, um, I was a little confused because. Lynn talks about how she wants to celebrate and honor her Lebanese heritage. So she wanted to showcase this Middle Eastern heritage. I don't know where in Lebanon there are gargoyles and silver sparkly trees and butterflies. So that was like an Indian wedding, like with some of the. I I don't know. I just it felt like it was all over. I didn't really get the overall theme. Overall theme. Mm -hmm. It was just. It was just. it was very entertaining, for sure. And it looked she, like I thought be she fun. looked very like pretty. She did look really pretty. The, the bun was a little big in her hair, but she looked pretty. You and know, all of the actually, women pretty. that look looked really good on a lot of the girls because I was like, "Ooh, 
Yeah. I don't want to glue some things in my forehead. I know. I thought, what's the dark brunette one? Um, uh, Suzanne. Suzanne. Yeah, she looked really pretty. She, she was, was like, she gorgeous. had the best look. I was like, oh, looks good. She and of was, course, Shelly was stunning. Well, what I thought was interesting, I don't know if any of the fans out there noticed that Austin Ride, our guest from our second show, was actually there doing Lynn's makeup. So I saw him and I was like, aha, he does have the inside info. <laughs> um, but I did think it was a little ugly that the girls could not bring up the name Vanessa. They considered it like a curse word. Yeah, they word. said it was a swear word if they said it. I'm like, that. come on. The first of that's super childish. Like, who does Very. that? And that's insulting, especially for poor Shelly. It's again putting her in the middle. Like, now she has to be there to support you on your day, but, like, at the same time, she wants to support her friend, and that's mm-hmm. just completely disrespectful. Well, and again, what is it teaching the kids? Because yeah. the little girl said the name Vanessa. They're like, we can't say that word. That's a bad word. And it's teaching just um, nasty behavior. Yeah, it's mean girl. Supposed to be it's friends. mean girl stuff. Like, mm-hmm. this is the stuff that you have in middle school that you deal with. And come on, like, you're grown-ups. You are title holders, which I always say that when you're given a crown, you're given a microphone. So you are role models. Like it or not, you're in a role model position. And this is how you're behaving. Like, they, I know that you guys got attacked for earlier saying that you guys were bullies to these women. But these women bully each other. Like, it's ugly. It's not very mm-hmm. nice. Like, you want to be these beauty queens and have world peace and, like, do all this. Like, be nice. Like, mm-hmm. why are they so mean to each other? Yeah, and, and it's one thing if, you know, they're doing it to each other, but I just think then when they're trying to get the kids involved, it's just, um, I don't know if it's leaving the best message. But what um, is leaving a good message is those gargoyles. That is true. <laughs> and you know what else is leaving a good message? Again, Shelly, I love that when everyone was saying like, oh, you can't say Vanessa's name, and whether or not they actually agreed with that, nobody was, was saying anything otherwise or defending that thought, and Shelly was the one who, who brought it up and said, you know, and kind of addressed it at the table during the reception. I just really liked that you know, she's the type of friend who, if she's sitting around with a group of girls and someone's talking about your friend, rather than just not say anything, rather than participating in the conversation, she'll actually defend. And in a way that's not, like, creating drama, too. Like, she does it in a way that is very, like, motherly of, like, well, I understand, but, you know, it kind of puts me in a bad position when you're saying this thing about my friend. Like, I want to defend my friend. Mm-hmm. I think that she does it in a polite way. She's not, like, going all desperate housewives, like, flipping tables and, like, going <laughs> crazy. Like, she's like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Just classy. Uh, so then Vanessa, of course, obviously wasn't invited, and she was at home with her husband. And um, I like how she said, you know, I don't need a circus to display my love for my husband. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, granted, it was a little bit of a stab at Lynn um, because we all express our feelings in different ways. And for her, she needed, you know, this huge wedding. Um but Can I just say something yeah. that, that Vanessa said at the beginning of the episode that I think was hilarious? Lynn was like, well, I had skin cancer. And she's like, don't you try to out-cancer me? I was like, amazing. You are hilarious. So right. I, I, we didn't even acknowledge that earlier, and I just looked at my notes. I'm like, how did I forget to mention this? Like, you are so So right. funny. Well, and unfortunately, I think in a world where all of these adult women are competing against each other for a crown, you kind of get in the mindset of competing at everything. So, mm-hmm. well, if you have cancer, well, I had a worse form of cancer. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like there's just a constant competition, unfortunately. Um, so poor Shelly, we saw her break for the first time, and um, I, I just thought, you know, digressing slightly as well, when she was first talking to Vanessa about, look, I may not be able to make it to your walk because I'm now going here. And Vanessa was on her phone. She was like, can you please stop looking at your phone? And I was like, that is life. Like, That's she was so probably on Facebook, now. on Twitter. But so we Everyone's saw... crying, and she's just sitting there like, status update. I'm yeah. bored. Yeah. I'm hungry. I Women are crazy. <laughs> Hashtag Game Who of Crowns. Who could go for a burrito right now? <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> Her friends are all bawling, like, everything's falling apart. Well, so we saw Shelly break um, and and yet be able to recover and, and multitask and juggle a lot of different events. And then the other small tidbit that we got to see in today's show was Leah talking a little bit further about the private investigator that was hired to check into her and her husband's life. What are your so thoughts on that? Cra- First of all, who hires a private investigator? I mean, to be spreading rumors, one, that are, like, damaging to say that somebody, that your husband is abusive. Like, to put that out into the world, that sort of negativity. And then to be spreading, like, just all kinds of nasty rumors about you. Then to go as far as to hire a private investigator, like, that's that's intense. That's, in, that's not normal behavior. Again, another reason Lynn should probably get some counseling. Like, that's not normal behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's a nice woman. Maybe her intention is that she's worried about her friend. I don't know what her motivation is, but it seems malicious. It doesn't seem like it's done in a way to help. Actually, you bring up a really good point that maybe she was, maybe, because uh, right now we're assuming she hired the private investigator to just dig up dirt so that she has this plethora of weapons and ammunition that she can use yeah. whenever she needs. But you bring up a good point that maybe, maybe she's actually doing yeah. it to see if Lynn's, Leah's husband really is abusive. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows what her intention is. It doesn't seem as though it's done in a way that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had friends who've been in abusive situations, and if I was genuinely concerned, I would have approached it a totally different way. Like, I think that the way that she's approaching it or, like, trying to help her is what mm-hmm. I'm going to be the devil's advocate and say that's what she's doing is completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're right, because you would th- hope, anyway, that if she does think that she is being physically abused, that she would maybe talk to her friend first, um, have some, like, quiet one-on-one time, yeah. and not go behind her back to get an investigator. Well, I'm very interested to see what's going to come about in the future episode with yeah. this private investigator. Do they find any dirt? Um, does Leah, because it sounds like something's getting ready to explode. Um, well, Leah even said at the end of when they give the little teaser that, like, well, I got a restraining order. It's like, whoa, things are about to get, like, It's going to get ugly. Yes. Um, and she also said that she thinks that Lynn is out for her. Um, or went, went, I'm sorry. She th- said that she thinks Lynn went out of her way to bring her family down. And she's being like ma- Mama Bear right now, mm-hmm. Leah, of, like, if, if she gets involved and in too close, like, I will go Mama Bear on you. Oh, yeah. Um, and she even said earlier that my family is the core to everything. So as any, I mean, you're a mom now. Oh, yeah, so. I'm a mom and a wife. And, like, if my family was being attacked, like, I would be on the defense, definitely. And I think that, I, I don't know, she, she Lynn is also, you know, talks about marriage and how important that is. And I think that, that might have been her daughter at the wedding. I don't know if she has a daughter as well. But I think for her, like, as a woman, you should be building up your friend, supporting your friend, not tearing them down. And to put that sort of negative things out into the world. Mm -hmm. And then it showed her in the end crying victim. Like, how could she do this to me? It's like, but what are you doing to her? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's horrible to spread that kind of rumor. You also bring up another good point of that you should be bringing each other up. And that's, like, we've had um, Kristen Dalton, the former Miss USA, as a guest. We've had you, former Miss Teen USA. And the truth is, and I know that we see all of these reality shows about pageant girls, and they're like, you know, malicious and tearing each other's dresses and, you know, or eating their go-go juice, uh, whatever (laughs) Honey Boo Boo does. Honey Boo Boo with the uh, pixie sticks and Mountain Dew. And so we see this negative side, but there's actually this whole other side of the pageant world, not only of just the girls and how much they strive for that title and how they really, really go after it and um, leave no stone unturned, but then also that once they've achieved whatever level they they have gotten to then they become friends and it's a sisterhood and yeah like you're my best friend obviously Susie's my best friend 
Kristen Dalton's a really good friend. Yeah. Um, the whole pageant world, so it's this very elite sisterhood, and it's not this backstabbing, breaking down. It's really building up and supporting and making each other better and stronger. And I think that that's one of the biggest problems today is, like, what gets in the news and what is the thing that gets everyone's attention? It's the negative and it's the drama. And I think it takes away from the fact that, like, these women were given incredible opportunities and titles. I mean, we've been there. And with those opportunities, like, you are put in a position to be a role model. It should be about helping other women. It should be about, you know, being inspiring. Like, you do this pageant really not to win that crown, but, to, I mean, you want to win. But you do it to find out about yourself. Like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to really understand and know exactly who you are as a woman. And I think to take that and then to turn it into something so ugly and then to put it out into the world, what it does is discredits all the people who've done amazing things. Like, for us, you know, as you, when you were Miss USA and I was Teen USA and, you know, Amelia was Miss Universe, we all had official causes for a year. Like, the pageant was one day, but what we did for that year and able to help all of these charities, like, that was what's most important. And that's not the things that's in the press. Like, You're it's in so the press true. if, like, a beauty queen, like, gets photographed topless, which beauty queens keep your keep your clothes on yeah but um <laughs> you know it's unfortunate that like the negative things are what get the attention not like the girls going out and doing these amazing mm-hmm. things and giving back yeah and actually i don't even know if our viewers know that when a girl wins miss teen usa she immediately becomes a spokesperson for all teen causes students against drunk driving dare um, when you become miss usa you immediately become a spokesperson for breast and ovarian cancer um, and research and legislation and raising money. And um, so, like, for example, during my year, I helped to raise over $30 million for breast cancer research. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Universe champions the cause of HIV, AIDS, and awareness. So it is not just pretty with crowns and glitz yeah, they, and glamour. that's like one day of it. And yeah. a lot of times, like every single day, the Miss Universe organization, if you don't have a red carpet event, if you don't have an appearance, you you're are volunteering. Charity. Yeah, yep. they have you volunteering. So you're, you're like stuffing with- envelopes and... <laughs> Um, just you're the coffee girl, like, yeah. like get us coffee. You're like, but I'm a beauty queen. Yeah, and it's it's really just about it's not as glamorous as what people think. It's a lot about giving back, and um, people are always like, oh, did you fly first class everywhere, or private? I was like, a lot of times I was in the back of the plane, like damn near in the toilet, like middle seat. Um, with connection flights to get to whatever charity I had well, to get to. Well, it's funny, to. too, because people would always assume that, like, as soon as you got somewhere, too, I think you and I have talked about this before, that they just assume that, like, you would show up the way they saw you on TV, like, full gown, hair, and makeup, and, like, you'd show up off a of, I mean, who gets off a plane and, like, full everything? Like, I don't do that. Like, we would show up, you and I, like, no makeup Some and sweatpants. Some of these girls would, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, people would have this, like, misconception mm-hmm. of, like, oh, like, you're a beauty queen. You should always, like, have this image where it's, mm-hmm. like, I think the girls who win are usually the girls who are very real and genuine, yes. and they don't need, like, all of the fancy You're clothes and makeup. Um, speaking on that, actually, I one time when I was Miss USA, I'd been in three states that day, and I was in my last state just to sleep, and then I had a charity the next day. <laughs> and the family from the charity were picking me up from the airport. It was in um, some southern state, like South Carolina or Louisiana, Georgia, something like that. And I landed, and I was supposed to meet them in baggage claim, and I'm walking around, and I see this couple standing there looking at me, but they're, I would look, and then they would look away, so I'm like, okay, I guess that's not them, and I'm walking, eventually everyone's gone out of the airport, and I'm like, where is my ride? And finally they're like, um, are you Shandy? And I was like, yeah, yeah, hi, oh, are you so-and-so? Oh, nice to meet you guys, and they were like, where's your crown? Where's your dress? Like, I thought that, and I was like, are you for real? Like, you think that I get off the plane in a I mean, gown you usually and a crown? Do. Well, the fun thing, actually, so 
our year, uh, we got to wear these beautiful crowns, which we brought the tiara version last week um, from Mickey Moto, and it was valued so at a quarter of a million dollars, like this gorgeous um, South Sea Pearl platinum and diamond mm-hmm. crown. So pretty. And I would travel with mine, and going through the scanner, the extra I'd be standing there like, great, here we go again. And then the security would be like, They'd like rewind it, look at it again, go forward, like look at different angles. He'd be like, "Is that a crown on there? You got a crown?" I'd be like, "Yes." And he'd be like, well, "Why you got a crown?" And then I'd be like, "I am the princess of Monaco," and I would just come up with something like some big hoopla just to have fun. Amelia with it. always forgot. Amelia was a Miss Miss Universe my year, and she always forgot her crown for things. And she was crowning the new Miss Dominican Republic, and I get a call. It was very Charlie's Angels when we were like title holders. Like we would get like a fax every day of like, "Today you're gonna do this." You're like, "Okay, like hop on a plane." Thanks, Charlie. Um, but we got. Thanks, Donald Trump. But we got, um, I got a call from the Miss Universe organization, and it was, like, early in the morning. They're like, Tammy, we have a driver outside right now. Get in the car. Amelia forgot a crown. Like, you need to get on this. This is the last flight to get there on time. I'm like, but I'm in my pajamas. Like, just go now. We have clothes when you get there. So I have her $250,000 crown as I'm traveling out of the country. I'm 18, like, by myself. And I land, and I get there, and not only, like, am I have, like, no hair, makeup, anything, but I am greeted by, like, important people from the country like dignitaries there's like photographers taking pictures i'm in sweatpants and then we have a whole motorcade to get to her pageant as i'm breaking her crown and i'm like driving through the dominican republic like waving no makeup in sweatpants so it was always very glamorous absolutely well and one last story on this um I was traveling for charity with my crown, and so I'm flying, of course, coach, and I'm like boarding group number five or something, and everyone's boarding, and I'm trying to get on the plane, and I have this like big metal box with my crown in it, and this man next to me was like, uh, just so that you know, all the luggage is going to be stowed, like you're not going to have a space for it, you have to put it underneath the plane, and I was like, oh no, this, this won't be able to go under the plane, and he goes, oh, what is it, your makeup, and I was like, no, it's my crown. <laughs> so it was like a one-up. important. But, you know, this actually brings me to something else, going back to Game of Crowns, is that once you reach this level of being Miss Teen USA or Miss USA or Miss Universe, um, do you ever try again? Because Shelly has said, you know, once I reach this level of Mrs. America, do I want to then go and compete and have some girl be like, I beat Mrs. America. Can I say that I think I, more than anyone, can completely understand this because... I competed at Miss California, and it was one of those things, like, I got the opportunity to compete, and my dad was like, honey, quit while you're ahead. Like, you won the national title. Do you really want to put that on the line? And I was like, you're right. But my mom and, like, you know, other family, like, supported me. My dad obviously supported me, too. But it is, like, hard to put yourself in that position, you know, to put yourself back out there if you've had, like, a great success in anything in life to really go back out there. And I had, like, humble pie. Like, I was first runner-up. And, you know, the thing that worked out is, like, one, like, you can't always win. Like, I always say a different day, different crown. Like, a different day, a different judge, a different outcome. And I was, you know, in this pageant, and I got first runner-up. And I left, and I was, like, embarrassed. And I was like, this is, you know. You were. I, I, yeah, I mean, I was like, I had one Miss Teen USA. I can't win a state title. Like, this mm-hmm. is so embarrassing. But I got more press and opportunity when I became Miss California in the midst of a controversy. I was on, I think, every single major news station in the first 24 hours. So, like, sometimes things in life, like, happen for a reason and a purpose. Like, you don't know exactly why you're in that situation. But it all... So, if you were to talk to Shelly, would you encourage her to throw herself into the mix of things and actually compete with all these other girls? No, Shelly, don't do it. I don't think that she needs to do it because, one, I think... And and this is no this is not to be mean to the other pageant systems, but I think once you start getting to these missed titles, I think one thing that I 
understand as like a parent now is like yes you should have your dreams but now you should be in the position to build up your child's dreams and you've had this amazing honor and this great opportunity and nothing's going to take away from that but do you really need to keep going towards those things or can you focus on something else like I think that's that a really that's a take I the love crown and that run. you said that <laughs> yeah but I love that you said that that um you know you've lived your dreams now build up your child's dreams that's beautiful well predictions we think that Charlie is going to now. You're after Buzz TV. Dun, dun, dun. Predictions. Predictions. Mysterious. Well, because Shelly alluded to possibly entering another pageant. So I am like, I'm literally like sitting on the edge of my seat because she's just, she's beautiful and mm-hmm. she's so well spoken and she's just classic and um, she's like the, that timeless beauty where she will be 80 years old and just still be. There would be something just I love beautiful. how much we love Shelly. We're like, oh, I we're know. like not even talking about the other one. We're like, <laughs> Shelly's amazing. Well, you know what? And, and truthfully, who knows? Because I'm sure Shelly has got like a wacky, weird thread to her somewhere as well. Um, but for editing purposes and production purposes, they need to have that one person who seems very sane and put together. Yes. And she's just lucky she's that one. <laughs> but um, I have to say that I'm, I'm so curious because if she gets involved, like, what are her preparations going to look like? Is, um, are the other girls going to compete against her? She's going to look amazing in a swimsuit, but, like, I just want to, I want, I know, I'm so I feel like excited. it's going to be all of the women in one pageant together. Like, it's going to be. Oh, ooh. maybe that's the finale. Maybe it is. Everyone If competes. I was the producer, that's what I'd do. I'd be like, uh, Shelly, actually in your contract, yes. you have to do this. <laughs> um, okay, so my last question for you. You see all these girls competing in their Mrs. pageants. You are now married. Would Tammy Farrell, Miss Teen USA 2003, compete in a Mrs. pageant? Didn't you say that some of the girls, they just, like, filled out paperwork and they got a title? Yeah. Because uh, I could do that. I mean, I could just be like, yes, I am now Suzanne Mrs. And Universe. Last episode, we saw that Suzanne and Lynn were like, we have a surprise for you guys. Like, we are now Miss uh, Rhode Island and I think Miss Connecticut. I don't remember the other state. Um and they're like, so we filled out the paperwork and sent it in, and we got the crown. And because Kristen <laughs> Dalton was our guest, and she was like, I mean, you didn't even compete for the crown. You just signed up and got it. <laughs> but would you, as a married woman, ever consider? Oh, my gosh, no. No, I'm really? done. I am so they done. They give away such good prizes. You can get, like, a condo, a yeah. boat, a car. I could go on prizes right and win the same things, I think. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I'm one dollar. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't think I would do another pageant. Like, no. Although I always said that about like Miss, I was like after I won Teen USA, I would never do, it. and I did. So maybe when I'm like forty, get a little lonely. Well, another good thing though about pageants is what we were saying last week. Like when you're in a pageant and you know you're going to be in a bikini and four inch heels on national TV, you don't have the option of like, well, I'm just too tired to work out tonight. You're yeah. like. I'm going to work out while I work out. Like, I'm going to make sure I do everything I possibly can. And then all of a sudden it's like, I can wear Spanx. Like, I can cover stuff up. But pageants really give you that drive. But I do think the same thing, like, in the entertainment industry, we are put in that same sort of, like, pressure. Like, it's definitely been, like, I just had a baby four months ago, and now that I'm really working out and I ate a whole tub of licorice, I'm not going to lie Okay, so now everyone hates you. Like, I just had a baby, and I don't work out, and I ate all this licorice, (gasps) but I look amazing. No, but what I'm saying is I I have, like, when I'm, like, 
I, when I'm home, I have not going to the gym. I do work mm-hmm. out, but like I will be doing like sit ups while I'm holding him or like yeah. lifting him, bench pressing. Like you know, I do try to do like workout things, but there is a pressure in this industry. It's the same as kind of pageantry where you have that competitive side of like I still want to get back in shape. Like I still want to take care of myself. I might not have to walk on national television in a bikini, but I might be in an audition where I have to be in a bikini. So like I'm still gonna kind of take it a little serious. And besides, you gotta look hot for your man. Oh yeah, gotta, like, <laughs> gotta look hot for the husband. All right, well thank you guys so much for listening on iTunes and real quick be sure that you go to Game of Crowns after show we want you to rate we want you to comment um, comment on what we talked about today and also be sure that even just um, let us know your thoughts on the women in general do you love the show are you not a fan of the show do you think it'll come back for another season Uh, we would love to hear all of your opinions and you guys can find me on Twitter at Shandy Finnessy. It's S-H-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-N-E-S-S-E-Y. And Tammy, tell them I how they am, can find you. I am at Tammy underscore Farrell. It's T-A-M-I underscore F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Excellent. And that is it for now. Susie will be back later in the week with another special guest. So we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.